for Radio 191 FM podcast. Is the Cosmic Wednesday Drive on Radio 191 FM. And do I have a treat for all of you listening? Um, I'm on the phone with uh, Hope Wilson at the moment, the current director of the Blue Oyster Art Project Space, um, a bastion of culture in Dunedin. Uh, and uh, Hope has been quite busy uh, over the last few years, if I'm honest. I was really impressed when I was, um, you know, gathering some more information. Um, so she was the City Gallery Public Programs Manager in Invercargill. She was the Assistant Curator of the Physics Room in Christchurch. She was um, the New Zealand Pavilion, or one of the New Zealand Pavilion attendants to the 20. 2019 Venice Biennale and is now the Blue Oyster director and she is here to talk to us about Blue Oyster's newest project, Post, a postal art project based off the New York Correspondence School and others like it. Um, Post will feature uh, a series of printed projects which fit inside an A5 envelope and will be distributed to subscribers via Post. This is an open project and you can submit your designs to Hope at director at blueoyster.org.nz before this Friday the 5th of June at 4pm. Send in two to three sentences about your idea, one to two indicative images and a short biography. Uh, and it's um, awesome to have Hope on because, um, you know, uh, Blue Oyster and of course Hope is an integral part of New Zealand's curatorial landscape. So, kia ora Hope, how's your day been? It's been really good. Um, I think you've just about covered the project there. <laughs> you've said all I could say. <laughs> it's okay. I have plenty of questions. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you've um, taken over the reins uh, of Blue Oyster as director from Grace, who was the director for the last three years. Um, how are you finding the position for you so far? I know it's been a tough few months, but um, how have you found it? It's been a very interesting start to the year. You're right. Um I had two exhibitions open before the lockdown started. Um, they were exhibitions that had come from proposals last year that Grace, Grace fielded and programmed. Um, and, yeah, so we had two months of open and then two months of close. So it's been interesting, and I think actually the lockdown period has kind of been quite useful and good for reorienting, and the, one of the things that's emerged from it is the post project, which I'm really excited about. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Because, I mean, it's a really awesome initiative that you've come up with. I think that, you know, art being inaccessible during this time to some people has been very difficult. So having everyone be able to participate in this new project is rather wonderful. Um, I was going to ask then, what process did you go through to organise it? Where did the idea come from? Of course, I know it's based off of um, other similar projects, but, um, you know, when did you have that moment where you're like, this is what I want to do? Well, it was it partly came out of... Um the fact that there was this proliferation of digital content throughout the lockdown, a lot of galleries producing things online and doing digital residencies, and um, a lot of that stuff was happening in digital space, which was really important, and um, some fantastic things came out of that. But I had a conversation during lockdown with Gilbert May at Point Design, and Gilbert was talking about mail art projects and really sort of pitched this idea to me, and I just thought it was fantastic. It was such a kind of nice way of connecting our audience with each other and and giving people that satisfaction of a, an encounter with a physical artwork and also the, the kind of fun and humour that can come from personal interactions with art and also the excitement of getting mail. It just kind of brought a lot of those physical things that we were missing during lockdown together into one sort of parcel. That is lovely. I mean, I, have, I must admit, I do get weirdly excited when I get mail, so that is... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's nice that it's an invoice or a bill or something. I think. Oh God, yeah, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. So when I was looking over what you've been up to before you uh, have joined Blue Oyster as the director, looking at your previous places you've worked and the projects you've been on, um, mm-hmm. I just wonder what is it about, um, you know, curator work that got you into, um, well, curating and like the museum world. Yeah, it's actually it's quite an interesting. I guess not a straightforward answer to that. I think curator was the 
title that I recognized when I was coming through high school. That was kind of the, the catch-all phrase that I used for wanting a job in the arts. And so each of those roles that you outlined when you were sort of <laughs> introducing me before, <laughs> they've all been very different roles, and I wouldn't say that any of them really have been a strict curator role. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm quite interested in a lot of aspects of working in the arts, and that comes right from, like, getting to work with people directly and bring their ideas into fruition in an exhibition or a project. Um, but also, I guess, all of that organisational stuff as well, particularly at Blue Oyster, you get to to direct a history with an organization with a long history and that's a real privilege and um yeah i think that there's a kind of important steward, stewardship thing in doing that job and it's maybe not all about curating in the like, typical sense no, no, um, I can understand that. I mean, because when you were working at the physics room, there was a publication that came out there through called um, Hamster Mag. Am I, am I right, I think? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think that one of the things about Blue Oyster that I liked was um, when you can buy the sort of the, the annual that they put out sometimes about what's been happening in the year. I mean, how would you describe um, your interactions that you've had with, um, you know, published explanations of decisions to do with galleries and things like that and what do you see for the future of Blue Oyster? What do I see for the future of Blue Oyster? I mean last year we had that fantastic funding application that Grace put in and so our funding has increased quite a lot this year and that it's opened up a lot of exciting potential up for us and we can pay artists better and so I think well this is our 21st year of operation so we've got a long history now to reflect on and I'd like to think that we keep doing the things that we've been doing for 21 years and that's supporting experimental projects and artists and non-commercial, providing a non-commercial space for artists to work in. I think that I'd like to think we'd keep doing those things going forward. We'd just be um, doing them maybe on a bigger scale or paying people um, more sustainably when they're working on those things. So I think we have a really um, strong history of the projects that we've supported and I'm excited to kind of continue in that vein and also continue the work of previous directors. Oh no, brilliant. I think I do, I do like that. I think a lot of museums um, and institutions that um, have the time and the ability to reflect on previous work and what they've been up to is a really important part of the process. Um, mm, and I mean, you, you talked about funding artists, um, you know, more holistically. I mean, even this project you're offering, um, uh, sorry, you're offering a, an artist fee as well as support of Blue Oyster staff and Gilbert as well. So it's kind of the whole package, really, if you do submit. Yeah, it was a, a real draw card, I think, of this project was the fact that the proposal process is really simple and short and we wanted that to be a deliberate feature of the project um, and also that we could be paying a sort of wide range of artists from across Aotearoa, but specifically also Poti. Um, we wanted that. We wanted to be paying invoices to artists at this kind of difficult time. Mm. Yeah, so that's, I think, the beauty of the project is that person-to-person contact that's going to come out of these interactive um, male projects, but also the fact that we can, yeah, we can contribute to that arts ecology and maybe make some sustainable projects as well. Oh no, brilliant! I mean, I think you're right. You, you're, you're, you know, you're spot on. It's the time of. Well, the time of our lives, really, where it's very much completely not really secure um, in the in the long term. So it's nice to know that there are people out there looking for works, looking for, uh, you know, uh, to support artists in such a way that you're doing as well. Um, and I, I did want to ask that just because I find um, the Biennale such a fascinating beast. You, <laughs> you, you were the first attendant there um, for the six month um, sojourn they do. Um, yes. 
how, how was the experience? Sorry, I don't really know. You know <laughs> what, what, what was it like? How did it inform what you do now, do you think? Uh, it was pretty amazing. I think that was a really eye-opening experience. I'd never been to the Venice Biennale before, and so um, to be there for the first time and get to be there for Vernissage, and I was there for kind of the tail end of install at the New Zealand Pavilion, so I got to meet um, Dane Mitchell and the CMZ staff as they were installing, but also the, the curators, um, Chris and Zara. So I think I got the full experience, and that Vernissage week was definitely eye-opening. It was, it was a whole different international art world that you were exposed to. And just kind of fantastic, yeah, definitely an experience that'll stick with me. Oh no, brilliant! Because I mean, you said you were working on Dave Mitchell, or rather, I um, discovered, and you, you mentioned Dave Mitchell before, um, the the post hoc um, exhibition. Um, yeah. Do you see yourself uh, gravitating towards art more in that genre now that you've you know represented it and been around it, or do you still see you know the choices are so wide and uh, and open in New Zealand that there's no point, I guess, in being particularly fond of a certain art? And if you are fond of a certain art, I would love to know what it is. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, Dane's project was very considered and it was a beautiful project to be able to represent. There were so many things to talk about and people were so interested to to hear more about each of the aspects of the project. So it was a really, um, yeah, it was a wonderful project to be able to represent in Venice there. But I think probably the beauty of um, Blue Oyster's program is so many of our exhibitions are from proposals that come from um, artists at all stages of their career that want to present something that's kind of experimental or pushes them. And so I wouldn't say, I definitely wouldn't say that I've got a specific thing that I'm interested in. I think um, a good proposal can come from anywhere. And that's kind of the beauty of the program that it's built up of um, a fairly democratic system of people being able to put their ideas forward and being selected. Oh no, 100%. I can, I can appreciate that. And I guess now you've got... Uh, two and a half more years ahead of you as the yeah. director of Blue Oyster, which is very exciting. And I mean, and previously when you were working as the assistant curator at um, the physics room as well, and that was, um, that was, was that for three years as well? Because that, was that from 2016 or 2017? Um, I think it was just shy of three years. I started at the end of September 2016. Wow. Yeah. I mean, then you've got all this time again um, with another institution. Um because you're a Dunedin uh, local, aren't you? I know, because you went to University of Otago, right? Yeah, I went to University of Otago, and I actually grew up in Gore. So, well, not not quite Gore, um, Tapanui, which is about half an hour from Gore. So, yeah, I grew up in a pretty rural place and went to Gore High School. And then um, Dunedin, or Otipoti, was the, the big metropolis that came here for university. Oh, heck yeah. Do you find then <laughs> that... Um, that sort of rurality that you experienced when you were younger, does that at all inform um, how you view or, or affect your appreciation of what you see at times? Because I know it's very hard to, you know, remove yourself from those innate um, experiences that you sort of project onto things, but would you say that comes into in, into play at all? The, my upbringing? Yeah, or, yeah and, and like the place where you grew up as well. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I care deeply for the south of the South Island, definitely. And I, that's been a real um, privilege about coming back to Blue Oysters. It was something, a place that I visited when I was at university, but also the fact that it's located so close to Southland and within Otago. There are places that I just feel um, there's a, a lot of activity down here and some amazing organisations. And, yeah, getting to be in this um, pretty privileged organisation that has funding to support experimental practice in this part of the world yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to be working here. And I, yeah, I'd say um, I feel particularly proud to be able to represent, yeah, this area. 
Perla. Heck yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And I couldn't think of anyone better to be working um, with Blue Oyster now um, for the next few years. And also, I'm really excited to look um, to see the projects that come through mm. Blue Oyster as well. And the project mm. that you're currently doing, again, is brilliant. And if anyone is interested and you do have an idea, it's just two to three sentences, one to two indicative images, and a short biography. And that's Friday, 5th of June at 4 p.m. Um, and then mm-hmm. you could look forward to hear from Hope soon if you do apply. Yeah, absolutely. I totally invite proposals. And it does say, um, there's a line in the proposal document that says, we invite proposals from practitioners across Aotearoa. However, um, we're giving particular emphasis to Aotearoa-based practitioners, just given the, the fact that this came out of lockdown and the fact that we're kind of focusing so much on the local environment and the space we occupy every day. So if you are from Aotearoa and you want to put in a proposal, it'll be considered, definitely. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I'd like to think that Radio 1 has listeners outside of Dunedin, but I think mainly we are pitching to the wonderful um, Autopoti uh, market. So um, hopefully people will um, go right ahead and submit. Um, but it's been wonderful to talk to you, um, Hope, and uh, good luck for the rest of the submissions, and I look forward to seeing what comes out of it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you, Ref. Have a good rest of your evening. No, no, you too, you too. And probably see you soon, probably tomorrow, hopefully, yeah. if I can make it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. <laughs> see you then. See ya. Bye. So that was Hope, Hope Wilson from uh, Blue Oyster Art Gallery, the current director, and that was POST, a postal art project, um, mainly focusing on Otipoti artists. You can make a submission, you can put your art through. Check out more details on the Blue Oyster website. Right now, though... That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.